Scott and Paul show. We actually have game news this week, a little bit of movie news, and somebody's actually injured in wrestling again. And it's actually not in wrestling, MMA. So, kind of, he was a wrestler, whatever. Fuck it. You'll figure it out later. Paul Show, episode 17. I actually remember which one it is this week. Scott, are you awake? About half. We actually have some game news this week. So E3 is kind of around the corner. We're getting there. Getting closer. And um, I probably should have read some of this before we started. So do we want to start with bad news or good news? Well, let's just start at the top. Okay. Uh, of emotions. Okay. This was your article. All right. So Nintendo Selects is. Really of course, it would be your article. It's fucking Nintendo. I googled games. Okay. Anyways. Um, and, and, and of course, yours would be Nintendo right off yeah, the bat. Right off. Google knows screen. you well. Google knows me well. So Nintendo Selects is releasing some Wii U games. Um, Really, the only pricey one they're re-releasing is Pikmin 3, which is kind of hard to get a hold of, and it's still 50 or $60 most places you try to find it, um, especially on like eBay. So the titles are going to be $29.99 a piece. Uh, it's going to be Donkey Kong, Trop- Tropical Freeze. Animal Crossing, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, Donkey Kong Returns 3D, Mario Party Island Tour, NES Remix Pack, Pikmin 3, Mario All-Stars, damn, that's a old one, Mario Galaxy 2, Super Mario 3D World, The Legend of Zelda, uh, yeah, damn, they just brought that one out, Hunter Cross 9 3D, and Yoshi's New Island. I think Ocarina of Time came out, what, 2012? It's been a few years. Yeah, but this is the remake. It's the remake of the remake. It's the re-release of the remake. Yeah. yeah. You only have uh, one, two, three, four 3DS titles. Uh, Donkey Kong Island Returns 3, Mario Party, Yoshi's Island, and Ocarina of Time 3DS. Everything else is for, well, no, Donkey Kong Returns, All-Stars, Galaxy 2, and Animal crossing is we everything else is Ryu. yeah 
Seems like so, you're not really saving anything on a 3DS game. So I think those are pretty much $39.99 or $29.99. So I guess if they're still $39, you're saving something. But... Wasn't Ocarina of Time 50 bucks? 50 or 60 Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember what we paid for ours. So, I think Ocarina of Time was full price. Not sure. I wish they would re-release new Super Mario Brothers for Wii U because that game's still sixty bucks. If you'd get that for thirty, that'd be nice. Oh well, moving on. Ocarina Time is forty-eight forty-five on Amazon Prime. Ah, I'm not sure how much it is without Prime. Wonder if it, it's probably just their sales have slowed down. One of those titles, so they repackage them. Some good games. Well, maybe they are preparing to release their NX, so they want to get rid of everything now. It's not even listed on Walmart. Ocarina of Time. Hmm. Some of the games for 3DS, like. Um, Star Fox, I know, is one that's kind of hard to get a hold of. You're not going to find it on Target or Walmart or anything. So, price um, on that stuff. Yeah. Um, Titan Two. In the announcement for a new line of Titanfall action figures out in winter 2016, McFarland Toys said that they will, quote, be released in conjunction with the highly anticipated launch of Titanfall 2. Uh, CEO Tom McFarland added in the press release, this is a perfect fit. McFarland Toys was created so I can make cool stuff just like this. Without saying too much about the new game, you're going to believe where we can take this. You're not going to believe where we can take this. So, um, when asked for comment by Eurogamer, EA replied, McFarlane Toys will be releasing toys inspired by Titanfall in the winter of 2016. We have yet to provide a release date for the next Titanfall experience from Respawn. So. Hey, a dedicated single-player campaign in Titanfall 2. Uh, Who'd have thought? Uh, we are excited to have a new Titanfall experience coming from our fans at Respawn. Let's see. Well, uh, let's see. Shit. Titanfall 2 was first announced last year for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, with EA saying in their earnings call last month, quote, we are excited to have a new Titanfall experience coming from our friends at Respawn. Um, at the time, they gave it a release window of October 2016 to March 2017. So, um... Maybe it will be this fall. So. So I guess, well, look at that play. Something that I guess we buried the lead here is coming to PlayStation 4. Well, that's interesting. Oh, it's going to be the greatest game ever. Yeah. <laughs> PSX for life. Anyways, Titanfall had some good concepts, but it was just poorly executed. The core, the core gun mechanics were fun, but 
there's no there's not any depth to that game at all i mean not games not all games have to have any depth i guess but this game didn't have the mechanic to back it up so well if it has a single player campaign i will check it out yeah i played it for a couple of hours and i thought well i'll come back and maybe play it again later and like i would like hover over the icon and i was like yeah i'll just do something else so um, well, they're definitely... just, not a thing that's going to occupy my time right now well they're they're learning from the horror stories of star wars It'd people nice like single thing. player campaigns yeah unlike fucking um call of duty Call of Duty players could give a shit about yeah, player campaigns. But they actually got a pretty good single player campaign, if you ask me, in this last one. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. We don't want a single player campaign. All we care about is multiplayer, but yet they spend a lot of time and effort in making a pretty a good single player campaign. Yeah. Well, look at uh, Advanced Warfighter. They hired um, Kevin. Uh, oh shit, this wasn't his name. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, yeah. yeah. Um, my son's been playing through that. We got it in the bargain bin somewhere. And, I wish uh, they would just... It really doesn't look that bad. I might give it a shot. I wish they would just split it. No, you can pay $30 for the single-player campaign and $30 for the multiplayer. See how yeah. the skills go. Most years, I would I would do that. This year, I like the multiplayer and the single-player. So, Of course, I skipped out on the last... We ended up with Ghost... I skipped out on Advanced Warfighter until like two weeks ago, which I still haven't played it. And I missed out on Black Ops and Black Ops 2 and several of them. So. I don't Mirror's, know if I any of them uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst will be released May 24th for May 24th. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, and you will be able to play the game through a closed beta. Um, EA and Dice announced today. However, if you want to play the closed beta, you have to have a persistent online connection. However, the game, once it is fully released, can be played offline. So go to the Mirror's Edge website, mirroredge.com, to sign up for the closed beta. That's, that's um, one of those games that I own. I still have not played. I need to get on that. So really let's go to mirrorsedge.com if you want to check that out. So, so heads up, go for that. Um, there's really not much to say. There is a trailer if you want to go check that out as well. So that's um. Here's a the game machine. that is really asking for. An Oculus Rift treatment. I don't know if they're going to go that route when it comes out later this year, but it would be awesome. Just saying, devs, you should pretty much go for that. So when I eventually get mine sometime this year, i got to upgrade my PC for that. I'm close, Scott. I'm very close. I just need a new processor. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is the most shocking news of the day coming up. Yeah. 
Ubisoft is not releasing Assassin's Creed game this year, which means a possible $300 million loss and investment in the franchise's future. Um, they confirmed this news with a quote. This year, we are stepping back and re-examining the Assassin's Creed franchise. As a result, we've decided that there will not be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2016 since the re- Lease of Assassin's Creed Unity. We learned a lot about based on your feedback. We've also updated our development processes and recommitted to making Assassin's Creed a premier open world franchise. We've taken this year to solve the game mechanics and to make sure we're developing the promise of Assassin's Creed, offering unique and memorable gameplay experiences that make history's the fuck <laughs> that make history everyone's playground we'll have more to share on all of the above soon in the meantime we want to say thank you to our millions of fans around the world <laughs> fuck every time i see our millions and millions of the rocks fans millions of fans around the world for your continued um We've talked about this before. Stop making this a annual franchise. And all you really have to do is look at the numbers. And you can go one by one units. Assassin's Creed 2, 11 million units. That's to be, I mean, that's fucking close. Brotherhood. Drop down huge to 6 million units. Revelations jump back up 9.18. Assassin's Creed uh, 3. Okay, that's an actual game, an actual sequel. Jump back up 13 million. Black Flag, 12 million. Then you went to Unity, dropped back down to 7. Uh, Rogue, which was... Had a lot of bad press. That's also the one where we can't make a woman. We have no idea how to make a woman character. That dropped down to two million. Yeah, that was a fucking Xbox Three Six PS Three title. Yeah, uh, Syndicate four million. Oh, Unity was one they couldn't make a woman, right? Unity was the one that yeah they couldn't make a woman. Rogue was the uh, the 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 Brandon the the one that was the exclusive for PS3. Uh, PS yeah, PS3 Xbox 360 yeah. yeah. Uh, Syndicate four million brand new one, which here's really the, wasn't that bad. Here's the biggest issue with Assassin's Creed, man. Is yeah the bugs are a huge problem, but. Assassin's Creed 3, Unity, Rogue, and Syndicate are all basically the same backdrop. They're, they're reusing those assets. I mean, you're, you're not deviating very far in your wallpaper for your game with those four titles. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say, well, look here. They quit selling it on the Wii U, buddy, and sales dropped 5 million units. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Rogue. My friends that have played Rogue said it's better than Unity by far, but I've never played Rogue. 
Syndicate's not that bad, but the story is pretty shitty. Yeah. There, I mean, when you compare it to other games, it's... Uh, I've it's, played one, three, four, and Unity. And I got like 80% of the way through one, and it was too too much repetition. Of course, you know, it's the first game in the series. Three, there was a lot of variety. I mean, it was a little buggy, and it was okay. I thought Black Flag was awesome, but Unity was a... There really wasn't too many bugs in Syndicate on, on PC. I don't know how it was on anything else. Uh... Those are still good numbers, but once when you go from eleven million to thirteen million down to four million units, you got a serious problem. Some of the, if you look at Unity, some of the issue might be that's strictly um, Xbox One and PS4, right? Yeah. And Black Flag released on seventh and eighth gen systems across the board, even the Wii U. So, I mean, it was a lot more widespread. That could have a lot to do with it. I mean, I mean if, you have, if you've got 160 million 7th gen systems that can play that game, you're going to sell. But they also have to realize people are still... This is... You only have... At this time, what, 30 million systems out there? Uh, 30 million PS4s, 15 or 20 million Xbox Ones, and, and then your 50,000 people on PC that'll buy it <laughs> or less. Yeah, and people are already pissed off that it's year after year. I mean, well, I mean, looking at these numbers, you people it's, still like Assassin's Creed. I do like it. It's just it's it's a combination of franchise fatigue, and um, I think Unity was was a death knell for the series. I mean, geez, Louise, you would think Syndicate would have sold better than four million, considering that the install base yeah is bigger than it was when Unity came out. I think I think the bugs and the four gigabyte patches and all that stuff that we skewered Ubisoft over. I mean, it's 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 coming home. But I mean, there's franchise fatigue. It yeah. has to be. I mean, isn't aren't there? Isn't there like another game or two? There was that, that. Yeah, there's that weird Liberation. ass side-scrolling China game. They did. That's what we said. Take a year off. This will also give you. Take a year off and do ninjas. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Take take a year off. That would also give them another year to get. I don't know. Probably. Another million or so PlayStation 4s out there. Yeah. Maybe like 100,000 Xbox Ones out there, maybe. Evolve the combat, change the scenery drastically. And, I mean, there's there's things that need addressed in the series. Like one thing, like the parkour and stuff, it's good. But, like, you auto-stop at the end of a rooftop and things like that unless you're holding down your jump button. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It feels choppy. It doesn't feel. Well, but they anything. fixed that. A lot of that shit stops. Oh, does it? fixed a lot of that. Okay. I haven't played syndicate then. Well, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it, 
and syndicate you don't fall off buildings like that anymore they just stop so it's it's uh, well while we're talking about ubisoft um ubisoft talks about one of scott's favorite pet peeves Ubisoft talks about the uh, lack of split-screen support in the division. Uh, um, Ubisoft has shed light on its decision to omit split-screen functionality in the division. Word comes from creative director Magnus uh, I guess this guy's French. Yeah, this is stupid. His <laughs> this is a retarded excuse. Ja I almost said Johnson, but it's not Johnson. It would be uh, what's the French version of that? Magnus full of shit, Jansen. Jansen. Yeah, this is called Jansen. Quote: In your classic split screen experience, there is a defined challenge to overcome whether it be racing a lap around a circuit or completing a mission. But the challenge in the division is always ongoing. There's always something to do in the open world. There's a new mission or no people to group up with. So you never stop playing. So having your co-op friends able to just drop in, but when they need to go off and do their, uh, go off and do their thing, you can continue playing. Is good as you are not bound to do them. I think that suits the division. It's such a constantly ongoing experience. That's when you try to do someone else. That's when tying you to someone else, split screen just makes it messy. So what they're saying is we can do it, but having someone sit on the couch with you is total bullshit. I'd say that's how I'm taking it. It's drop in, drop out gameplay. I mean, is it that fucking hard? I mean, fucking Skylanders does it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, you're connected online. Whoop the fucking do. I mean, seriously, is, was this not the point of having another generation to increase our hardware capacity so that we could do more things? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sure that if me and you sit down and thought for five fucking minutes, we could think of something from Xbox 360 or PS3 days that did exactly what we think this game should be able to fucking do. It's mm. stupid. Just say we didn't feel like fucking programming it. I don't care that the division doesn't have it. I'm probably not going to play the division regardless. But when you're given a reason for not including something, don't fucking lie about it. Just tell the truth. I, I, what the fuck? It's just stupid. It's just stupid. And there's, it's insulting people's intelligence. There's a fucking squad on there. So why don't you just fucking do it? What the fuck happens when your co op friends got to leave? I mean, he says it's great that, well, your co op friends can just drop in or drop out. But if you're in split screen, you're tied to somebody. No, you hit fucking start on your control, not fucking options. We're going to call it start. And you select drop out. End of fucking story. Yeah. Oh. And then the computer takes over. Oh, it's probably some bullshit to do with, well, we'd have to run at 48 frames a second instead of 50. And that'd be terrible. You know, <sighs> fuck off. Ubisoft's still on my ban list for life. Yeah. It's like EA. I did break on Battlefront after. Uh, let's see. Well, 
Ah, damn it, Scott. You you double-linked here. Oh, shit. Like one of the guys down here says, the only two reasons I come up with people's upset about this is they, quote, don't have internet to play with others online, can't afford plus. Yeah, actually, I do, and I can. We're just acting like females complain about every little thing. I'm just complaining that they fucking lie about it. If I intended to, you know, if I if I wanted to play a game with my children, split screen, I would go buy a split screen game. I just hate it. one of the things we talked about. What was the game series where they took split? Oh, Halo. They took split screen Halo. out of Halo. It's a fucking hallmark of the series. Division doesn't fucking matter whether it has split screen or not. Just don't lie about why it doesn't have split screen. You didn't want to include it. Okay. Um, Capcom has this, well. They're trying to. They're aiming to support Street Fighter V, which came out today. They plan to um, support Street Fighter V for the entire console generation, give or take the next two or three years, probably. Um, so basically, instead of buying Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter V, and Super Ultimate Street Fighter V bullshit, they're just going to patch it for the next couple of years, which is good. That way, once off. you buy Street Fighter Five now, you never have to do it again. Hallelujah! Thank God. Yep. So, in two or three years from now, if you want to jump back into Street Fighter, your buddy has bought the new editions. All you gotta do is just pay fifteen dollars on Steam for the new packs, and you're caught up. Yeah, I never. What was the last one? Ultra Street Fighter? <laughs> Some bullshit like that. Yeah, I mean, Street Fighter 4 was fucking ridiculous what they did. So, Arcade Edition and Tournament Fighting Edition. All that Street bullshit. Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4, and then Ultra Street Fighter 4. Yep. Yep, they're done doing that shit. Yeah, that's good. Now you just buy one Street Fighter 5 and you're done. All they're going to do is patch it and DLC from now on. So that's good. By the way, the um, story mode that I gave you, it's total bullshit. You only have five fights. Four, four to three, three to four fights. And that's it. That's your entire story mission for each character. It's total bullshit. Wow. Uh, well, I guess don't, don't worry. You, there's a free cinematic update coming in June. Yeah, there's there. I mean, there's nothing to the game. I mean, it's basically it's primarily this game was built for online fighting. That's really all they gave a fuck about. It's pretty much a waste of sixty dollars unless you really want to just fight people online. Yeah, I'll watch some videos, see what I think. It's my favorite game series. Hope you like fighting people online or your kids. It at least has fucking two player, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to buy another Xbox or or something. We didn't include two player mode because when you play online, people could just join and leave at any time. Yeah, it's called fucking avoiding a loss. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> well, they had server issues today. Oh, here's another thing. I was playing the story, the quote unquote story mode today and if 
what happens? You get experience points and, and all that bullshit, right? Right. If you're not connected online to the server, it won't save them. You have to be connected to the server. If you're not connected, it won't save it. So it's a waste. So basically, as soon as it says, oh, you're disconnected from the server, you might as well fucking quit. Shut it off because it won't save it. So I had to go That's back in there and redo everything. I don't I don't understand. That's just stupid. Yeah. So you better fucking patch that back in, Capcom. Yeah, this is already st I mean, I'm gonna have to watch the video, but I'm I'm quickly like, you know. <laughs> I like playing online, I do, you know, but the problem is is after six months tops, the only people left are the Fucking pro level fighters. I'm not a pro level fighter. No, no, I'm definitely not a pro level fighter. Yeah, I'm competent. That's it. I can fight my friends. That's yeah. Well, Mad Cats, and we have spoke about this a few months ago, and it happened. Mad Cats to cut 37% of staff in light of rock band hardware sales slumps. Uh. Karen McGinnis, president of chief executive officer at the company, noted that rock band sell-through numbers missed internal expectations. We could have fucking told you that. Yeah. Our quarterly net sales were the second highest in the company's history, reflecting strong rock band force sales, which were partially offset by continuing softness in sales of our audio NPC gaming products. However, Rock Band sells in, of our audio and PC gaming products. Well, shit. I just read that. However, Rock Band sales through was lower than originally forecast, resulting in higher inventory balances as well as lower margins through to increasingly increased promotional activity with retailers. In other words, fucking Rock Band bubble has busted. We've already fucking known that shit. Um, the ship has sailed. Yeah. People, people, I mean, it's been a while, but people, it's still, it's still too fresh in their minds that if you go to a yard sale and you go to 25 yard sales, 23 of those will probably have rock band or guitar hero shit for a dollar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people, I mean, it's just, it's just plastic accessories. The games were great, no doubt, but. It's just stuff that takes up space. Yeah. Of course, they are hoping that with uh, Street Fighter V out now that they can still sell some. Oh, yeah. They'll make all those sticks and yeah. character controls. But they're not the only one getting hit with layoffs. Activision confirmed layoff as well. But Activision is blaming the casual audience has not yet emerged on next level next gen That's consoles very interesting so they're blaming the average people so does that mean we're gonna have a, a drastic fall off in playstation 4 can sales very soon well well what they're saying is i guess quote as announced on our earnings call our gains for core audiences old that's that shit old our audiences did extremely well but the casual audience has not yet emerged on next-gen consoles. So 
We are refocusing to better align with Activision's long-term priorities because, as always, our strategy evolves to keep us ahead of rapidly changing industry. We are working with those impacted by the changes to offer outplacement services and support. Um, why a new Skylanders game is scheduled to be released in 2016, there won't be a new Guitar Hero game in this console cycle. Huh. Interesting. Boy, it really did sell bad, huh? Yeah. Um... Yes, Skylanders Superchargers is is a fantastic game, but the like it says here, the greater competition you have Lego Dimensions, you have Infinity, which is improving year after year, and I know there's another one. There's got to be another one. Superchargers Infinity Lego Dimensions. Okay, that's the three I can think of. Yeah, well, you have like the ones that go to your mobile too. There's this Marvel series they have out. I don't even know what it's called off the top of my head. That has full size, like five or six inch figures. They're actually pretty cool looking. Um, that's one that's on the shelf right beside all these other games at Walmart. In fact, two of the Walmarts I've been to have the same amount of shelf space dedicated to that series. I can't remember what that game is called, but it's a Marvel like toys to life game. So. Ah, and then you have Amiibos, which they're toys to life to a point, but I don't know. They've sold 44 million of the fuckers or something like that. So some crazy ass number. So Amiibos are probably, they're in the same shelf space. So it is a lot of competition. Superchargers is pretty good. Well, uh, according to the uh, developer, it's software. Is it? Whatever. Doom will take around, well, depending on the difficulty level, Doom will take around 13 hours to beat. Holy shit. That's pretty impressive, actually. Yep. For a first-person shooter. And that's folks playing at the office, which means they already know where everything's at. Yep. Uh, Cliff Blinsky, this is not really news, but this little, I guess, trivia. Uh, Cliff Blinsky turned down the chance to work on Silent Hills with Kojima. He basically said... I would totally fuck that up if I, if I was working on it. Oh, see, I was just I just opened a link and I was about to say he would totally fuck that up. But <laughs> hey, good. He said uh he basically would have had to work in um uh Kajim once told me that he wanted me to do New Silent Hills with him together out of LA. I was flattered but declined. I don't like Los Angeles. I love new high P and I would have Fucked up Silent Hill. So let's give him credit. Uh, he knows where his, his uh, he, 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 he belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Gears of War. Gears of War. Shooters. Yep. Well, that's, at least he can admit it. 
Yeah, unlike uh, certain people like uh, Michael Bay. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> McG. McG, fucker. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider nabs uh, the Writer's Guild Award for video game writing. Uh, also, in the competition, it beat out um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and um, Pillars of Eternity and The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt. Wow, beat out Assassin's Creed for story. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> well, the only other game I've played in that was the um, Syndicate. So, um, I don't know. I guess their stories aren't bad. I just, I think I'm some of my hate is is being projected onto the story. Your bug hate, good, your right? bug hunt. Yeah, I, I would say Tomb Raider was a lot better than um, Syndicate, as far as story goes. Syndicate was basically. It was going on the old tropes that it's been going off of for years. So stale. Yeah, it's stale now. Holy shit! Fallout Four DLC packs season price going up from thirty bucks to sixty. Well, fifty dollars. Um, they have three. DLC packs in the season pack coming out, at least the first one. Um, the first piece of DLC, Automotron, will be released in March 2016 with Wasteland Workshop and Far Harbor falling in April and May. Um... I'm not going to read these descriptions, but the first one, Automatron, comes out in March for $10. Wasteland Workshop, April for $5. And Far Harbor will be $25. So you might as well go ahead and fucking pay the $30 now and get it over with. If you do not, you will have to pay, after March 1st, $50 for all three. Um... Well, that confirms I'll be buying the uh, Game of the Year edition in the used bin. In, yep. In addition to paid DLC, free updates to Fallout 4 in the future will further optimize the gameplay <clears throat> and quest and overhaul survivor mode. However, being this is Bethesda, they will be offering closed betas for each of the DLC packs on consoles and PC. You can sign up for betas on Bethesda.net. Um, with winners getting chosen in upcoming weeks, player quote players accepted into the beta will receive a code to redeem the content. The beta is the full version, complete with achievements, and those participating will not have to purchase the add-on. So, it will be possibly free. Sounds is that like how you're reading that? Sounds like the um, yeah, some of it will be. The betas is the full version, complete with achievements, and those participating yeah. will not have to purchase it. So you can actually get the DLC for free if you sign up for this, huh? With winners getting chosen. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, so you can get the DLC like for that's... free. 
pretty fucking cool, but that's a very limited number of people. Yeah. I don't know, man. And keep in mind, it is a beta, so they fuck up your game. One story DLC and some other shit. I don't know. Sixty bucks, fifty bucks is a lot of money for. You're well. The I mean, it's. I have no idea how long these are. They're three stories. It doesn't say exactly how long these are. It looks to me like two modes in a story. Uh, animatron, fuck it, read it. Mysterious mechanist has unleashed a horde of evil robots to the Commonwealth, including the devilish Robobrain. Hunt them down and harvest their parts and build and mod your own custom robot companions. Choose from hundreds of mods, mixing limbs, armors, abilities, and weapons like the all-new lightning chain gun. Even customize their paint schemes and choose their voices. That sounds... That's $10 to have a robot. Yeah. That does not sound like fun. No. Wasteland Workshop. With the Wasteland Workshop design and set cages and capture live creatures from raiders to death claws, tame them or have them face off in battle even against your fellow settlers. The Wasteland Workshop also includes a suit of new design options for your own settlements like Nixie tube lighting, leather, knits, taxidermy, and more. That sounds just like a mod. Yeah, $5 for a simple mod. Yeah. So. I mean, Far it's a bit of fair price, but yeah. a new case from Valentine's Detective Agency leads you on a search for a young woman in search and seek. Fuck, goddamn it! A new case from Valentine's Detective Agency leads you on a search for a young woman in a secret colony of Siths. Since travel off the coast of Maine to the mysterious island of Far Harbor, where higher levels of radiation have created a more fairer world. Navigate through the growing conflict between the synths, the children of the atom, ooh, X-Men, and the local townspeople. Will you work towards bringing peace to Far Harbor? And at what cost? $24.99. Yeah. <laughs> Far Harbor features the largest landmass for an add-on that we've ever created, filled with new faction quests, settlements, lethal creatures, and dungeons. Become more powerful with new higher-level armor, and weapons. The choices are all yours. That I will buy. I would wait until I see how long it takes to complete it. If that's going to be like a six-hour DLC, then fuck that shit. Um, that I'm be, sure it's going to be a long one. Uh, that will be a Steam sale later this year. Probably around Christmas, I'll pick that fucker up. Black Friday. Now, on to um, movie and TV news. First off, Scott, have you watched any of the new X-Files? No. Okay. Movie news. <laughs> uh, Deadpool has made $300 million worldwide. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe it, but hey. That's fucking amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And it's being rated R with a character that's not very well known um, to the masses. Yeah, comic book fans and superhero fans in general know who Deadpool is, but outside of that, this sends like a level of Spider-Man saturation. Most people know who the fuck Spider-Man is. Even before the movies, they knew who the fuck Spider-Man was. So, awesome. Yeah. Ron Reynolds finally has a hit. Yeah. 
where he's the star. I, I like the guy. He just he has never had the he just picks roles that really don't match up. He he well he picks roles that match up with his personality. Yeah, he just doesn't pick good scripts. He's got that Michael Bean fucking failing. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bean never met a script he didn't like. Yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> neither is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds has finally failed up in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad. I yeah. mean, he was perfect for Deadpool. Absolutely. Not fucking Hal Jordan. Thank God he's finally got the right role. I think it would have been a good Flash. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say it this way. Maybe Wally West, but... Flash is a sarcastic wisecracker, like nonstop. Yeah, he's he's a better Deadpool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm saying he could have made a good Flash. I, st- I, you know, I just want to see the Jack Black Green Lantern. <laughs> Do you remember that headline? Yeah, ago? I remember. I think I would have. I, I would have went and seen that one. I would have went and seen that one. There's always time now. Yeah, might as well do it now. Let's roll with it. I mean, they're, they're fucking everything else up over at DC. It's WB. Not? It's WB. Let's say. Yeah, but that's one that would work. <laughs> I still like Jack Black. I fucking watch everything else he does. All. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like Jack Black. I mean, look, you can't screw up DC any worse than you already have. No. Why not? He could be the savior of the DC. I mean, when you look at what they've done with the Joker, go ahead. Give me Jack yeah. Black. Give me Jack Black. Black. He can play fucking Shazam for all I care. So, yeah. Captain Marvel, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would work. I mean, giving him the freaking uh, uh, Green Lantern ring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let let him sing a song for it like the Pick of Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and then, of course, um, some idiot executive made a quote about um, the Deadpool, the way it worked, and then James Gunn went off on it. Did you read that? Yes. Yes, okay. And not going to quite read what it is, but go to Deadline.com, and James Gunn basically wrote an article about why this guy is a fucking idiot. I like James Gunn. Uh, Predator 4 has been titled The Predator. It's original. And um, the end. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I got the, a new uh, Facebook. I didn't see that one. Yeah. And the more I see about this movie, the more I really just don't care. So, Well, that's... That picture's from Paul Anderson's AVP. Well, that's it's the um, that's the picture at the bottom. The you'll never see him coming. Yeah, yeah. He's, you gotta go to the Facebook page. Uh, here we go again, bro. I don't know about this movie.
Of course, for some reason, you have to actually log into Facebook. Uh, there's just not enough info to even start to guess if it's got any hope or not. I mean, it's just you got one shitty poster and an unoriginal title. But, I mean, Shane Black is not a bad writer at all. Just have to wait and see. No, he's not. But. Just depends on how much charge he has over the movie. Uh, new Batman versus Superman trailer was out. I thought it was a step up from the ones before. From well, we one, actually get to see Batman right before that. being Batman. Yeah, like, not only was he being Batman, he was being freaking Batman. Yeah. He was smashing faces it was great as kevin smith said he was punching evil in his turkey neck yeah basically yeah yeah and unlike chris nolan who cannot film a fight scene to save his life you could actually see batman punching people in the fucking face yeah i mean it was it the shots looked really good i really yeah. it was i was really impressed with that bit i so. I, I, I will give uh nolan not nolan god damn it but uh Snyder credit. He knows how to fucking film. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to call him a great director by any fucking measure, but when it comes to people punching other people, that's what he's good at. He knows how to film Batman. When the good, yeah. <laughs> he's been his whole life jerking off the Batman comic books. He's like, one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll Finally. Film Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he knows how to actually film Batman. Imagine the people. raging hard on he got when they was like, hey, we're going to throw Batman in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of raging hard ons, the Wolverine 3 is shooting for an R rating. Um, That's 10 movies too late, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this was a response that... to Deadpool, or yes, yeah, there you go. I think Deadpool's successful. Well, okay, if there was a movie successful solely for being an R rated film, it would be Deadpool because that lives up to the character. So, but hey, you know, Wolverine, he has uh, adamantium claws. This was that, um. I said a Fox Toy Fair pamphlet. This was uh, posted by Reddit user Ray Chaos. At the top of the photo, you can see some promo art for the Wolverine 3. And at the bottom of the photo, the anticipated rating is um, R. Theatrical release March 3rd, 2017. Home entertainment release summer 2017. So, um, interesting. I, I just want to see Wolverine just come out of a bloodbath. The video game was radar. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Had the best game demo of all time. Yeah, it was a good demo. Game was okay. Yeah. And, of course, the Ghostbusters teaser came out, the brand new one. And yeah. it was total shit. Yes, it was. And I usually don't put much stock into it, but the way that they had the... Um, the well, the, the soldiers, teaser for the teaser. Yeah, the soldiers lined up in perfect 
just like chess pieces. I was like, yeah, this is formulaic already. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, yeah, and the website is online, by the way, if you want to go to there. Um, the Joseph Fines is playing Michael Jackson, and this was this was all based on a true story, based on nine eleven when it was um, Elizabeth Taylor. Michael Jackson and um, Marlon Brando, they had grounded all the flights, and the three of them wanted to get back home. So they had decided to go, all three get in the car and go back to, was it Los Angeles they wanted to go to? Go home. And <laughs> Marlon Brando kept making them pull over at every fast food restaurant they would come across and get food. That's what the whole story is about. Eventually, they did get back on a plane and, and go home. But that's what this story is about. It's about their, them going cross-country. Um, who is playing um, Elizabeth Taylor? I forgot. Mm, I don't see that listed in there. Um, Let me read it again. I mean, it sounds like it actually sounds like, I mean, you got three batshit crazy people in a car. I mean... I would probably go see this. One thing it just gets me is is Michael Jackson wasn't really black, or I mean, wasn't really white. Yes, he was black, <laughs> Scott. Yeah, he's black. Well, see, <laughs> maybe it does make sense that Ralph Fiennes is playing this character because I just had a, a a slip. Anyways, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I know his skin was his face. I know his face was light colored and one of his hands apparently, but I don't know, man. It just seems like you would hire one of the most famous African Americans of all time, if not the most famous. Um, you'd probably hire a, a an African American actor to play him. I don't know. Seems like it would make a little bit of sense. I mean, I wouldn't expect someone to hire Idris Elba to play JFK. Uh, keep talking. Go to the next movie. Yeah. All right. This movie's three movie. A movie about three uh, cracked out people driving across the country. Full trailer for Pee Wee's Big Holiday. I I don't know. It seemed like first off that Pee Wee was wearing a shit ton of makeup, but I, it didn't really speak to me. It just, it was, it, it was, I mean, yeah, there was a couple like little zany moments, but it was kind of, it seemed rather slow paced. So I, you know, nobody seemed over the top. I want to see somebody's over the top because that's what happens in Pee Wee movies. But I mean, it's a Netflix movie based on a property that hasn't been relevant in 30 years. So uh, to this day, more as many people remember Paul Rubens. Is that even who the hell plays him? Yeah. Um, as the guy that yeah, the guy that got busted whacking it in a X-rated theater, just as much as they remember the fact that it's Pee Wee Herman. So, whatever. So Todd McFarlane still working on this. The script is done for Spawn. So. And he seems like, according to Latina Review, Todd McFarlane has nothing on his mind but Spawn, which is a good a good thing. I mean, comic book movies are huge. We already had a Spawn movie. 
uh, back in the day in the nineties, but let's see it. It's maybe we can have a resurrection. So he's finished the script and is in the process of editing. It's 183 pages. Producers usually like 120. I still think it's going to end up being about 140 because I'm putting in details for myself. I want to keep it small, keep it tight. So they'll let me direct it. I need to get him back up on the big screen again to make him relevant in a big way, which we will do. Here's see what happens when we go. Spawn's back and there's only one to see if we can get a little stampede and get people interested. So, um, filming apparently would start this year and there'll be a bunch of new action figures and maybe some comics and stuff. So I like, I like spawn. Always did. There's your, there's your yeah, black here. The only problem is, is all of his skin has been burned off. So, He's a cool character. I mean, he was huge back in the day. So, I mean, everywhere you turned, there was comic books, posters, toys, video games, movies. Uh, it was a, the cartoon. I mean, it was just everywhere. So, if you didn't grow up in the '90s, you just you just don't realize just how big of a cultural phenomenon Spawn was for about a five-year period. So, but I'm excited. So, yeah. especially when you got the guy that created the character writing it. Um, Superman versus Batman. Well, the script is 180 pages right now. He's still editing it. Yeah, he's got to trim that shit down. So he's got a he's almost got a novel. Hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on to Batman and Superman. Uh, Latino Review's got a scoop. Apparently, the test screenings for Batman and Superman are not that great. Um, and the guy is saying their scoop is saying that Warner is a little bit worried. The movie is starting to scare them, it's scaring them because they're showing it to people now. People are actually laying eyes on the film now, and the response has been not what I think they wanted. Are we going to lay a bat on how it may happen? Suicide Squad's the one to go all in with. So, and then later on, the other guy says that the use of the word worried probably should have been more like the word nervous, but that might just be because they have so much writing on it. The biggest thing I took from this article and this bit of news was Man of Steel made $668 million worldwide. In this article, they say that it right now with advertising and production and everything else, They've got $400 million wrapped up in Man of Steel. Or, I'm sorry, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And they're saying they need to make a billion dollars worldwide in order to, to do that. I I don't think this movie's going to have any trouble. We are not that far off from the Dark Knight movies. So, and, and Man of Steel, I mean, it didn't set the world on fire, but I mean, $668 million worldwide for a series that struggled... That's that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's not a bad haul at all. Of course, I don't know how much Man of Steel costs to make. So I, th I think I think this is one of those movies that's like a dark horse. Like you look at you look at WB's and DC's track history, and you've got Batman. And then if you adjust for like ticket inflation, you've got the original Superman, and to a lesser extent, the second one. So you're talking a, a freaking thirty or forty year gap between one property being fantastic and then the next one. I mean, you had the Batman movies. I mean, they've been big, but nothing like, like the Dark Knight. Nothing like the Dark Knight, critically or um, in the box office. So, But it does say that Ben Affleck is uh, knocking it out of the park. So I think I think the movie is going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a big hit. 
<clears throat> Stalker Channing is going to play Elizabeth Taylor and Brian Cox is Molly Brando. About fucking wow. time I found it. All right, then. Shit. The only thing people want to talk about is the white dude playing Michael Jackson. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's all you're going to find on that. Fucking white-ass Hollywood. Yeah, I think it's kind of silly. <clears throat> it's not the first time they've done it. It's payback for black Johnny Storm. <laughs> white man got mad about that shit like alright we'll take your most famous black man and make him white <laughs> all these conspiratorial old white men so I'm, but I mean I agree I think it's silly to have Joseph Fiennes playing the character this isn't a stage play you know what I mean it's a, it's a, it's a feature film so No, hopefully the hopefully I I don't think what I don't think the test screenings for Batman's going to make a uh, Batman versus Superman's going to make a damn bit of difference. You got <laughs> Superman who's a little more than lukewarm, and you got Batman who's white hot. I think it's going to work. That's that's also what the hell am I looking at here? Um. Hold on. Okay. Hello. There's, yeah, I'm here. There's two of me on here. Hold on. Yeah, I thought something sounded funny. Something else is kind of... Well, there's, there's, let's also remember that there's... Um, test screenings are not necessarily indicative of what people are really going to believe. That's not the going audience. That's just a random uh, group of people walking down the street who are, hey, you want to go see a movie? Yeah. Um, there was, I can't remember, I cannot remember the sequence, but there was something in the original Alien. And I don't know if it was a chestburster or if it was something else, but there was something in the original Alien. It was something in that being iconic. Maybe it was a chestburster. They almost yanked it. I think it was the chestburster scene. They almost pulled it because of test screening. And Ridley Scott fought to keep it in there, and it stayed in. Yeah. And I'm I don't quote me 100, percent but I'm pretty sure it was a chestburster scene. And if you had to pick a top 20 moments in movie history, that's in your top 20, if not your top 10 or better, because nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Um. And the reactions were so visceral from the the people on set i mean they knew even the actors they knew something was up they knew pretty much what was going to happen but they never imagined the bloodbath that they got mm. uh, it's great uh up uh, in the quick wrestling news cm punk which is mma but whatever fuck it we cover it anyway uh cm punk his planned UFC debut will once again be delayed. It's never happening. Uh, his back is fucked up. And he had to go undergo surgery on February 10th. Uh, my quote, my back has always bugged me. Figured it was just wrestling shit. Turns out it was. Um, it got bad enough to the point where I just couldn't do anything this week before I went to training with the New Jersey Devils last month. One day... I couldn't manage. The next day, I couldn't. 
I've been in agony for almost a month. Chiropractor, acupuncture, massage, chirotherapy, nothing worked. So, uh, eventually he'll fight. I feel his pain, man. Yeah. Remember last year, I could, I was, I was um, basically stuck on the, on, off my feet for almost a month. The weightlifting injury, um, yeah. which was injuring a problem I've had for years. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, you have some jackass try to tackle you while you're doing squats. Yeah. So, and of course, uh, King Barrett, Wade Barrett, has given notice that he's leaving the WWE in June. So, there's another guy leaving. Of course, he gets to keep his WrestleMania payday. So, good for that. Now, on to NWA World Championship Wrestling for November. Shit, November. February 15th, 1986. And Scott will actually be playing the role of Vinny. Big Vinny V. He will be doing the role. Let me bring up my notes. That way I can remember what's going on here. Well... Let's see. A quick summary would be there was a couple pretty decent matches tonight. Um, the uh, promos were, I mean, they were they were about the same as they have been. They were decent. Um, one by one, Scott. People want to recap the whole fucking show. All right, all right, getting into it. So, recap: Superstars on the Superstation were totally stole the belt from Dusty and laid him out with the illegal pile driver. That's how we opened. So we saw that recap. And of course, he had the illegal pile driver and was over the time limit. Uh, Tony intro, he talks about Davey still on special assignment. Where was Davey actually at? I don't know. What the hell could he be doing for two weeks? Maybe he's just on like holiday leave or or annual leave. He's on vacation. He probably took some company vacation days. Yeah. So, all right. So Jimmy Valiant comes out and he goes through the crowd for his match. And then it kind of threw me a little bit because he runs over and he grabs a hold of Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I was like, is he going to whip Tony Schiavone's ass? And then he was just, you know, he, he cut a quick promo and then back in the ring. One thing about J- Jimmy Valiant, man, he freaking runs the crowd when he shows up. I don't know if it's just because they sit so close and there's no gate or what. But, I mean, the crowd loves him. Loves him to death. So, but then we get to his match, <laughs> which was more of him choking the shit out of people. And he was yelling, I can beat him anytime. I can beat him anytime. And then he, and then he beats this Ron Rossi guy. He looked like a tall penguin. Hmm. That's who Ron Rossi made me think of. So yeah. I, I want to say something. Ron is another prop who can't work. The first bump he took after he, he hit the ropes, he fell flat on his fucking knees. It's, it's like he yeah. cannot withstand the power of Jimmy Valiant's right hand. As soon as he hit him in the gut, he just collapsed right on his fucking yeah. knee. Props to him for getting in there and trying, but damn. Yeah. He's he's definitely a prop. So um Tolly went on with his promo and he was talking about um why they why they're keeping a belt and you know, all the match was 20 minutes, they went 22, and then I took you out and my belt. So Dusty's going to have to get the belt back at some point. Well, uh, I, I was wrong about Tully. Last week, we said he only had one robe. This week, he had a brand new robe. Yes, he did. And and even even Tony admitted, that's a damn nice robe. Hey, things that Tully Blanchard 
um, enterprises have, must be on the up and up. And it must be good. He must be made some sound investments back in 1986. Yeah. Um, Jim Cornette comes out uh, with Midnight Express and gives a fantastic promo <laughs> as he's preaching about personal civil liberties and the Second Amendment and the right to protest. <laughs> he was all over the freaking place. I, I couldn't even follow. I don't even remember exactly where he even ended up at. I just know he just went on this like constitutional um, tirade, which was fantastic to me and all. But, um, you know, what he got fined $5,000. Fines $5,000 because he used the tennis racket. Yeah. So he's getting robbed. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's probably just trying to keep the guy from falling out of the ring, if I had to guess. Yeah. So I think I should have gotten somebody from falling and hurting themselves. Was this the promo with the uh, the poster? Or was that later? <laughs> the big fat woman poster? Yeah, or was that later? If that was then or if that was later. It was it was tonight for damn sure. <laughs> um anyways, we'll just go ahead and throw it in there. He pulls out he pulls out a poster representing um who the Rock and Roll Express are gonna get to hang out with later. It's, it's, it's the, uh, the pictures that the Rock and Roll Express is getting sent from the kids. Yeah, who they're getting pictures sent from the kids. And it's this huge-ass woman in a bikini. And, I was, and, you know, I can't help but stop and think every time something like that happens. Man, what would they go through if they tried that today? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary to think that something that – like that was said back then. You think about how people talk about how uptight we were in the 50s or how uptight we were in the 40s about what was said and done. And we're getting back to that. But anyways, that's a whole other fucking podcast. Uh, next up, Baron Von Raschke versus Kent Glover. Oh, this is torture, man. <laughs> Baron Von Raschke, I mean, he had uh, – like the guy can't – I mean, he's lost a lot of – I don't know if he ever had any talent. But, like, he gets out there, and he tried to body slam this guy, and I thought he was going to dump a fucker on his head. So he's not even safe anymore to the, no. for the props he's working with. And then, of course, he puts him in the claw and, and yada, yada. But that's just Baron Von Rasky. It wasn't worth a shit. And then he gives a freaking uh, promo with Paul Jones, the Baron, and Taijo Khan. Taijo Khan, yeah. Taijo Khan. And Taijo Khan, he had like these wild, crazy eyes. I don't think they worked even in 1986. He looked like a fucking jackass. So he's a big jackass, big brawny jackass. But the promo, I wasn't buying it. It wasn't. It, it was one of the low points of the show. I, by this point, I was ready to go take a piss. So and we got Barbarian with his multi head butts down on the mat. Barbarian. Barbarian. I mean, he's. I like Barbarian way more than I did when he was still wrestling, like, you know, live on TV. Yeah. Um, he's a big, strong dude. He's agile. Um, you know, when he puts somebody down, he puts them down. And, you know, the guys doesn't look like he hurts anybody. You know, I mean, they seem like they're taking bumps well. So it seemed like he was a decent worker. I needed to research him a little bit more. I just remember... You know, Barbarian, by the time I was really aware of Barbarian, he had kind of faded a little bit to where he this wasn't barbarian. a main liner. Yeah, yeah he was was Barbarian. Barbarian and green. He was very green back then, but this was a yeah. uh, Barbarian and Ming, Faces of Fear, it was by time. 
you probably caught up to him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So we got another promo of Jimmy Valiant, which was more of the same that we've heard every week. And this is kind of one of the things that's kind of bugging me about the show a little bit. There is some good stuff from guys like Cornette and, and Tolly Blanchard, but man, it's just it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And it, it's just kind of getting old. So huh. I mean, you know, how many times can you say the same shit? So Tolly Blanchard and Ray Trailer. Ray Trailer in a singlet. highlight of the night so uh actually a pretty decent match and when tully blanchard suplexed ray trailer at the end i didn't think it was happening when i saw him grab him i thought oh this is too much to bite off (laughs) and tully blanchard threw him with authority yeah this was this match was (sighs) in a way this match was epic because you have two clashes here. You have a great worker in Tully Blanchard and a really shitty worker in Ray Trailer. And it's just watching this match, you feel so sorry for Ray Trailer because he sucks so fucking bad. But yeah. you know his future because yeah, he's going to be thing. fucking awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. But this is the second time I've had to see Tully Blanchard muscle somebody over. Yeah. and For a and, suplex. And, and you see, I mean, it's just, there's this one shot where JJ's just sitting there just shaking his head like, this guy's fucking miserable. <laughs> and Ray is so big and bulky, and it's just like. And awkward. And, and awkward, he doesn't know what to do. He's no, he's big and strong, and he he looks like he's confused and nervous. He's so big, Tully can't really move around and do anything with him. <laughs> it gets to the point where Tully's like, "Fuck it, I'm done," and he just picks his big ass up and just <laughs> suplexes the hell out of him. And you know when he jumped on, he's like, "Just lay the fuck still," you know. When he suplexed him, I just sit here and I fucking laugh my ass off. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, there was velocity. I mean, yeah. you. I think he was pissed. And when he suplexed him and he pinned him, he got up and he said, "Yes, yes." <laughs> so, I got his big ass up. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. Man. Yeah, I couldn't believe he fucking suplexed his ass. I was just fucking. Oh god, I laughed my ass off. It was so hilarious that he actually did. I went back and I watched it again. Watch the suplex. That was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. 1991 Big Boss Man versus 1986 Tully Blanchard would have been awesome. Yeah. The work weight, work rate, the characters, and the promos would have been great. Oh, the region even. Having your your yeah. crooked Georgia cop corrections guy. You know. Well, back in 91, he would have been the baby face. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so he, he would have been... He would have came down there. You're breaking people's arms. You're corrupt. You're just rich asshole. Yeah. I mean, he would have been totally down on the fucking horseman. Yeah. So it would have been amazing. And he sure as hell wouldn't have been the the big fat baby face. This, you know, moving around, couldn't do shit. But, ah, 
God, it's hard to believe that this fat, worthless piece of shit we saw in the ring turned into Big Boss Big Man. Boss Man. Yeah. In about two years, he's going to, maybe a year from now, he's going to end up being Big Bubba Rogers. He's going to be um, the bodyguard here for Jim Cornette. Yeah. So he won't be being this little, this little, this, this big fat jobber here. Eventually, he's, he's going to stop getting his ass whooped. Thank God. Uh, this, is, this is... This is hurting. <laughs> I hate seeing Boss Man getting the shit beat out of him every week. But he has to. He has to go through this in order to become who he was. Yeah, every he's got his beginnings. So, so our next segment, we hear more about Cornette being fined. You find out that Flair's new belt, the big gold belt, is yeah. valued at over thirty-five thousand dollars. So in twenty fifteen dollars, that's seventy-five thousand dollars. So. Yeah. And they're yeah. talking about the the cup, which we've heard plenty about. Uh, Ron Garvin and Art Pritz. That's all we need to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, promo with Ron. Um, moving on and to the match of the night, in my opinion, was Midnight Express versus Ron Bass and Don Kernodal. That was a good match. I saw Ron Bass out there with Don Kernodal, and I thought, wow, Ron Bass must start feeling bad right now because he's out here with one of the props. And – Am I missing something? Was Ron Cronodo a prop, or was he like a... They had mentioned that Don Cronodo was at one time a NWA World Champion, so I guess he was not a prop. Okay, because they put up... That was a good match. That was, was a good a match. very good match. Because Don Cronodo like, went on offense, and I'm like, okay, it's going to end real quick. And I thought, there's no way Ron Bass will be the guy that gets pinned. You know what I mean? This guy that I thought was a prop. And they gave one hell of a good match. I was very impressed. That they was the should, most. That was the most that the show held my attention the entire night. They should and do this every week. They should have. They should have one good match like this every week. So, um, but I mean, it was good, and you know, it was typical freaking tennis racket finish. But they had to get out of there with the belts, right? Yeah. So very good match. Um. Oh, yeah, and at the end, after the tennis racket, the Rock and Roll Express ran in there and saved them. And then we got the promo with the Rock and Roll. They run in, and then we go to Dusty and Betty Lou the cage. So Dusty's introducing the cage. We're going to lock um, Jim Cornette in. So, we got, hey, you got to get, you know, got to get control. Got to get control. So Dusty's laying the law down. Uh, rock and roll versus Larry Clark and Bob Owens. Wait, hold on. First off, why the hell does Dusty get all kayfabe wise? Dusty get all this fucking power. That's a good point. In kayfabe, why does how does he get all this power? Maybe maybe baby dolls, fucking Crockett. I wouldn't put it out of her. I mean, Dusty just gets to run free. Hmm. See, everybody blames the horsemen for being all these these horrible people, but yet it's fucking Dusty who's the the biggest hill in the company. Why? Yeah, why should he have the power to lock somebody in a cage? I mean, it's not even it's not even treating Jim Cornette like a human. No, that's inhumane. It's, it's dehumanizing him. It's and just then, what the Nazis did. 
And during so Dusty, Dusty a Nazi. And then during Dusty and and Baby Doll's promo, every week they come out there and they threaten Arn Anderson's life. And Baby Doll's blonde haired, blue eyed. They're yeah. they're they're Nazis. And Baron von Raschke's in the. Oh my God. Yeah. Real quick. Wow. Um, we figured it out. Don Cronodal is actually a Nazi war criminal. Uh, Don Cronodal, NWA Canadian Television Champion, one time. NWA Mid Atlantic Tag Team Champion, three times. NWA Six Man Tag Team Champion, one time. Uh, hold on. NWA Mid Atlantic Tag Team Champion, three times. Once with Ivan Koloff, uh, twice with Private Jim Nelson. NWA Six Man Tag Team Champion, one time with Ivan and Nikita Koloff. I don't know when that happened. Uh, NWA World Tag Team Champion Mid-Atlantic version three times. Uh, four times with Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, one time Sergeant Slaughter. One time Bob Orton Jr. And one time Ivan Koloff. Lost the titles in a legendary steel cage match versus Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. A legendary steel cage match. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, so back to NWA. All right, I was just reading up on Kernodal. Seems to me when I see his pictures on image search, the headband seems to stick out to me. I did a lot have a lot of those wrestling magazines when I was a kid. I bet that's where I've seen this guy at. Yeah. So interesting. The guy can work. I thought he did really well. Yeah. So let me get back here. Let's see. Um, yeah. We had Rock and Roll Express. You know, they just pretty much rolled through that. Then you got Ivan, Nikita, and I-, I could barely understand what Ivan was saying. And then I thought Nikita was mumbling. Then I realized he was trying to speak Russian. <laughs> I don't know if he was or not, but he was He was just throwing shit out. And Nikita said, I will not. So the the uh, he he apparently he said Tony somehow figured it out. He said that he is never going to wrestle on television again unless it is for Magnum TA's title on television. Yeah, I don't know how the hell he got that out of. I am not. That's how much you could understand him. So, Magnum TA versus Lee Peak was a high velocity ass whooping in about five moves. Um, it really wasn't entertaining because it was just it was just a squash. Um, I guess if Magnum TA was Big Van Vader, it'd be entertaining to watch him squash, but he's not. Um, then he does his promo, and we get this typical. You know, he he was. He was venomous. I mean, his his tone was pretty hardcore in the promo, much different than some of the ones he'd been cutting recently, especially with his little sit-down segments. Yeah. And uh, he was telling him, you know, you're done. Like, I, I if I was Nikita, I'd be checking my closets in the hotel rooms. Yeah. I'm thinking this guy's going to get a knife and start knifing people. That's how I took fucking Magnum's promo. Mm. Like, he's going to cut somebody. So, anyways, I thought it was a pretty good promo because he was very threatening. Like, I believed him, even though I knew I was watching pro wrestling. 
I was like, this guy's gonna whip Nikita Koloff's ass. Yeah. So very With good. Brand new scar across the face. Somehow he got that. Yeah. So then we come up with our TV title match. Uh, Arm Anderson versus Armbar Sam Houston. Because Arn Anderson went to the well in the arm bar a little bit tonight. Um, all in all, it was a pretty decent match. You yeah. Know, it got stuck with the arm bar and headlock early on. But, I mean, there was some momentum swings. He had Arn Anderson on the run most of the time. He had the crowd into it. He was pulling off all this baby face shit. Yeah. Arn Anderson was playing the heel like a freaking dream. I yeah. Mean, he was great. So... And I have to give Sam Houston some credit. He he definitely looked a lot better. Sam Houston took great instruction in this match. I've seen Arn Arn giving him some instructions in there. I don't think Sam Burke did the armbar spot tonight. Now I saw Arn work it, but that's fine because Arn got about thirty fucking moves in before he actually started working the armbar. Yeah. Which is the way you're supposed to do it, Sam. You don't do it the fifth fucking move into the match. Well, anyways, Sam Houston's fifth fucking move in the match was a headlock that he held on to forever. <laughs> well, he didn't do it this match. Yeah, he did the headlock. He had Arn in a headlock. Well, I mean, that's not fine when you when you lock up in the first move you do is the headlock and you hit the ropes. That's fine to do that. Yeah, but they laid on the mat. It, it was a rest period after five fucking moves. He held on to it, and Arn kept trying to escape, and he kept getting stuck in it. He was mm. in it for a couple minutes. So, I'm just saying he didn't do the arm bar. He did. No. The, well, at least that's something new. At least it was a different technique. He learned a new move. So, so anyways, I went to the promo, and Arn gave him a lot of props, and but basically told him, said, this is my belt, bitch. You're yeah. not coming and taking it. Yeah. So, <laughs> the topic dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he said, well, it's got – He's charisma, well-trained, but just like Dusty Rhodes, he's sort on talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Art Anderson owned it. Um, he gave him all the props in the world, and at the end, he, he, he cut them off. You're going to have to refresh me on this last promo with Jim Cornette. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I don't fucking remember what he said. Okay, well, I'm sure it had to do with fucking... Oh, he, he came out there, and he, he bitched about the cage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. He was throwing a fit of that cage. So he's like, I'm not a fucking animal. This is total bullshit. Where does Dusty Rhodes get off bringing out this this cage? Was this when he was talking about the Second Amendment? Or was that earlier tonight? That, no, I think that was earlier. Okay. See, I mean, I thought Jim, Jim Cornette's going to get a gun and shoot somebody over that cage. Mm-hmm. See what you, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. Dusty just exacerbating the situation. Yeah. So Nikita versus Josh Stroud, guess how that went? Yeah. Stroud's a big motherfucker. Yeah, and the key is bigger. <laughs> the key is a lot bigger though. <laughs> so all in all, it was a it was a better show than the last one. Um, and there was a there was two good matches. One that was really good, and one that was just good. Yeah. So good TV match. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely good TV matches. Yeah. So. All right. And I learned something about a fella named Don Carnodal. Yeah. He's a good TV worker. Yeah. But, uh, so that is it for today. Um, surprise, actually got game news, but we are getting closer to E3. So should I have more? Oh, um, I, at this point in time, 
can i mean if you have friends who like playing fighting games online i would recommend street fighter 5 if you do not i cannot recommend it so there you go this thing about about the street fighters street fighter 2 street fighter 3 street fighter 4 um of course i played street fighter 2 and 3 with friends in the house and i played a lot of single player street yeah. fighter 4 i played online off and on but i still played a lot of single player because it was yeah. just it's a fun core mechanic but I, yeah. i'm really anticipating trying five out but i'm gonna wait a little while yeah well i mean there's oh you remember street fighter 2 and four and all that there's a lot of different battle modes and shit like that yeah tournaments and things like that there's none they Shame. yeah there's nothing you have you have survival mode you have that lame-ass story mode and that's really it i mean they just cut everything out all they care about is the um, online battle shit. There's a collector's edition for Street Fighter Five. Didn't know that. I should have. Hmm. But Ooh, it's got a Ryu or Ryu statue. That is it. So um, I don't know what other games are coming out this month. Hitman, I think. Um, this collector's edition is speaking to me. I don't think you want it though, do you? 10-inch painted Ryu or Ryu figure, 48-page hardcover art book, uh, DLC card for Twitch, one-month subscription to Capcom Fighters Channel, <laughs> DLC card for Digital Street Fighter comics from Udon. That's not bad, especially if you get, like, you know, a bunch. DLC card for Street Fighter Five soundtrack sampler and more. Okay. Uh, the comic sounds pretty cool. 10 inch figure it looks like it's pretty hot pretty decent i don't know what it's made out of it doesn't say it's got ryu in the same pose it's on the cover of the box and then it's got a big box with um chun lee on one side now yeah, i'll wait till i get some points built up on best buy and get it cheap it's a hundred dollars get it for 80 today but yeah, i got 238 points oh i've unlocked the um free shipping for it doesn't matter what the amount is if you want to order anything cheap of course you like digital over physical mm, yeah but I, I buy everything on pc so oh yeah there's that too <laughs> um <laughs> what games coming out this week street fighter comes out today yeah Came out yesterday, technically, because it's after midnight. Yeah. So, um, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2. I'll be getting that before I get Street Fighter. My kids are wanting that one pretty bad. I like the first one, but this one you can take, you can play as the zombies and, and take the plants. Uh, base or something i don't know what it was let's see project. street fighter five pillars of eternity project x zone far two cry. the escapist tron run far cry primal um, 
Mortal Kombat XL comes out or oh, this week. Yeah, this Rocket League for Xbox comes out soon. Yeah, so Rocket League comes out February 17th. So today. Yeah. It's a great game. If you're only on Xbox One, I highly suggest it. Bayonetta 2 standalone comes out Wii U February 19th. It's a good game if you don't have it. I still haven't played the first one. First one was pretty good. Bayonetta 2 was like a freaking revelation in action gaming. It was just I don't know. It was it was it was action game Nirvana. Is Bayonetta one out on PC? I don't think so. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll Oh, we asked that question, so somebody's gonna want to fucking know. <laughs> we better figure that out. Um, on PC, Bayonetta PC. No, it's not. Nope. Okay, well, that question has been answered. It's only available on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 and the Wii U. So. That is it. We will see you fuckers next week. Unless there's another 18 feet of snow. So, goodbye.